you know, this is is saying as someone that has had points in time in my life where I felt like I will never be able to get rid of this story. I will never be able to walk into a room to go through my day without the worry, without the conversation, without thinking about what I'm going to eat, without counting my calories in my head, without thinking about how much work, how much I need to work out to negate how much I was eating without always wanting to be smaller. And that was, you know, my programming. That was in my mind from when I was very young. And when I saw the photo comparison from me now to when I was in New York City, and this is what was so profound to me is I remember being in New York City and I was working out like crazy twice a day, maybe. I was eating super clean. I was like so about it. And I remember getting to a weight that was so low for me. And, you know, my family, they weren't worried about me, but they were just kind of like, oh, this is like interesting. You know, this this body we've never seen, this size we've never seen, and I've never seen myself that small. But I remember getting to a weight that I'd never seen before and thinking like, okay, five pounds more. <laughs> Let's get smaller. And I told a friend one time, my dear friend Adam, we were we were out somewhere and I was like, yeah, he's like, you know, you've been working out so much. I'm like, yeah, I've got like, you know, I was like the Regina George. I'm like, three more pounds to lose, three more pounds to lose. And he's like, you've been saying that since I met you. <laughs> he's like, you've literally been saying that since I met you. You're always on to the next, on to the lower, on to the different. And it was such a profound thing for me to have that mirror presented to me to say, you've always wanted less. You always wanted to be smaller than you were and you were never satisfied. And I'll never forget that moment because it was true and it was such truth. And when I got to this weight that I had never been at through unhealthy means of over-exercising, diet pills, very strict eating, I was still not happy and when i look back now you know me here today 15 20 pounds heavier i'm like oh that was the mindset was the problem not my body not my size it was the mindset because even then when i'm so much lighter i was still not happy so what makes me think that today if i got to that weight if i got to smaller if i got to 10 pounds lighter if i got to 20 pounds lighter whatever the weight is that i will be happy because that's not that's not what it is. And just for background, you know, on on my journey and and where I came from as far as like my body relationship, which I'm hopeful, you know, maybe you guys can feel like you're not so alone or you can relate to or this could be familiar familiar for you. Weight and body was like a huge I'm trying to think of the right word. It wasn't like a it it was a huge priority for my family, which seems odd to say, but it was the feeling when I go to therapy and I work through it. It's that love will be taken from me if I was not to be a certain weight or if I was to be like a certain size, that I wouldn't be loved. I wouldn't be accepted. I wouldn't be seen. And I'll, you know, never forget when I was really little, me and my sister, I have an older sister. She's four years older than me. She was always tiny. She was like tiny, tiny. And I came in and I'm like, not tiny, tiny. And being compared, you know, when we're very little, like 
we're both eating breakfast, but I had a smaller amount. Or it was like a conversation like, okay, so what should we be doing for Krista? Because it's not the same as Bren. You know, that kind of comparison. And when I was like heavier when I was younger, because there was so much change and chaos and emotional turmoil that was happening within my family dynamic that food was so comforting to me. And my dad is like such an eater. He's a, he's the best. He's such an eater and he loves treats. He loves treats. So that was like a comfort for us. It was a way to bond. It was a way to like escape and it was a way to to stuff feelings. So that was like a habit that I picked up from a very young age. And then through high school, I mean, high school's like, you know, how invisible can I be? <laughs> like, how many diets can I try? And I think, and I hope that the conversation has changed where people are less focused on dieting and being small, especially when we're in high school. But for, you know, my generation and me growing up then, it was like huge. Like it was literally to be invisible. And I had a girl one time make comments about me and my weight. I had a friend, one of my really good friends, you know, made comments to me in straight to my face. And he said, you know, you're fat and you would be better and you would feel better if you weren't fat. And the girl would say like, oh, you actually have like cellulite on the back of your legs <laughs> when I was wearing these like shorts to school, which were completely inappropriate. Like the shorts were like completely wrong. But I actually had never thought about my body in either of those ways. So it's kind of like when you're so malleable during those ages within high school and you're so absorbing of the opinions and thoughts of other people, it was like, okay, I'm going to take this on and put this in my put this in my library to add to my story. And adding to my story of, I will only be loved if I am not overweight. Uh, my family prioritizes health over anything. And I am fat and I have this issue with my legs. And, you know, that among other things led me to, in high school, um, start to explore diet pills, start to explore dieting and exercising. And um, I was able to to lose weight, to get smaller, to do all those things, but it wasn't at, you know, there was a cost. I had a panic attack that took me to the hospital my junior year because I was borrowing someone's Adderall to lose weight. And it sort of snowballed from there. And I think you know, as things became even more hectic at my house, that became the thing that I was so focused on from that period on. It was like the constant conversation in my head at all times. And for me, it's never expressed itself as anorexia or as bulimia, but it's always been disordered and it's always been a mentality that I had and something that was just underlying energy that was always being taken from me. And I would always say, like, if I didn't have this story related to the importance of my weight and my body and how I was never good enough and I was never thin enough, I could probably cure cancer. And I've thought about that so much with women, like the amount of energy that we spend hating our bodies, wanting to be a different size, wanting to look different. I mean, the patriarchy wins because that is so much energy that we could spend following our dreams, loving other people, curing cancer, (laughs) 
running for president, all these things. It's just like such an energy suck, but it's such an important story that we need to like work on rewiring. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.